0: Welcome to the Propel podcast. This is Nicholas. I have Max here with me. And this is part two of our exercise uh, modality series where we're breaking down different exercise types, mostly in the the cardio full body realm that people are going to hear a lot, especially if you are a little bit more on the trendier side of fitness. We've got some acronyms we're breaking down.
1: Exactly. Uh, today, we're going to be covering AMRAP. So spelled A-M-R-A-P stands for as many repetitions as possible. Uh, it's going to be a common acronym that you're going to hear in the, uh, in the workout world, especially in the classes and things like that. And it, it originated from CrossFit, which at this point, I think most people are pretty familiar with CrossFit as a workout place or type or mm-hmm. brand. Uh, there's a lot of different ways that you can identify CrossFit, but, uh, it originated from them. Uh, the, the, uh, two people responsible are named Greg Glassman and Lauren Janai. I think so. Okay. And that, and believe it or not, it's, it's about 20 years old, 22 years old. So it came, came out in about the year 2000 is when they sort of started coining this AMRAP approach to, uh high intensity interval training.
0: Yeah. And I actually heard that a lot of the early adopters were, uh, fire departments, military, police, cause it, it was a different approach to how they were
1: training. Really? Yeah. That's actually really interesting. I can see how that would make sense though, especially with, uh, sort of where the conversation is going to go later on in this podcast. Yeah.
0: yeah. And frankly, this isn't something that I was aware of until maybe four or five years ago, I'm not someone who has really done CrossFit or been in that realm. So I kind of learned about it through some people who, who did, but, uh, it, it really was an interesting way to execute a workout. And I think what we're going to try to demonstrate here is that it, there are some really, really good benefits from, from doing it. And it's something that, that you do need to consider, but let's talk about what it entails.
1: Yeah. So when you're looking at an amrap workout what does that mean well it's as being as many reps as possible or sorry many rounds as possible um it could be both it, it, that's a good point and could be both um but generally it's not a very long one so you're going to stick between five and 20 minutes and it's going to be a list of exercises um I think comfortably a good average would be five to seven exercises um and it, those will have set repetitions generally Um, or it could just be a volume of repetitions total.
0: Yeah. So you could have like 15 squats, 10 pushups, 30 sit-ups, you know, and so you're just going to the list, but you have the set timer.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then on the opposite side of that, I guess you could say, Hey, for the first two minutes, you're going to do. Uh, squats, the next two minutes you're going to do push-ups. the mm-hmm. next two minutes you're going to do, et cetera. Um, that would be, in my opinion, that'd be a little bit more on the extreme approach, but I've seen that done and it wouldn't be two minutes. That's not really a great example. Maybe one minute would be a better way to put it. And you're just looking for the most amount of reps you can complete without a distinct number as the goal, mm-hmm. more of a duration. Um, we alluded to the fact that it's already high intensity interval training. Um, but the focus here is going to be on form and continuous or consistent movement throughout the entire, uh, duration of the, uh, of the workout. This was something that was really
0: interesting to me coming from more of a traditional strength training background or a continuous cardio background to be able to have exercises, strength movements that you're doing where you don't just take a 60 second or 30 second rest in between was really interesting because you can actually pace yourself and take as much rest as you need because that timer never slows down that's running the entire workout
1: right you have to gauge your need i guess for rest Um, because the goal is not move as heavy of a weight as possible or try to do something as fast as possible um, the purpose of this would be to, like we said before, be consistent with good form and technique while also accomplishing as much work as possible. So the volume that you want to mac- that you want to achieve is supposed to be as close to maximal as possible. Um, and when I say volume, that would be in terms of repetitions or rounds. Mm hmm. Propel is a fully customized software platform that allows organizations of all sizes to run a comprehensive global well being program for their employees and families. Propel is built to create long term behavior change by infusing an organization's distinctive culture into a well being program that reflects its unique needs. Propel allows you to run an unlimited number of well being challenges, automate a health incentive program, deliver curated content, integrate organizational initiatives, and more. With Propel, you have the flexibility to meet your employees where they are and help them develop healthy habits that stick. To see all the ways you can use Propel to engage your employees, schedule a 30-minute demo with our team by emailing sales at propelwellness.com or visit our website at propelwellness.com. Why don't we go ahead and transition into uh, the beneficial side of this? So what's the purpose behind AMRAP?
0: When you start an AMRAP, the the first goal is first and foremost it is conditioning. I mean these these workouts are great for giving you some full body strength work. You're um, in most cases, if not all cases, it's going to involve many different parts of your body. So you're recruiting a lot, you're expending a lot of energy, and you're really trying to sit, to put yourself in a functional. State where you have to move between different things. And that's how we live our lives. We're moving between different things. If I'm helping someone move from their house, I'm picking up boxes. I might be lifting things overhead. I'm walking up and down stairs. I'm moving laterally. And, um, you know, I'm not necessarily saying, okay, I need to take 30 seconds in between each one of these boxes. So I'm moving through different things. And so the best AMRAP that, that you can really program um, is going to be one that is diverse in the movement. So when you start the AMRAP, you are able to accomplish a lot, like Max was saying, with volume, but you're also not necessarily fatiguing just one part of your body. The, the real um, interesting thing with AMRAP that I think people like is that you don't need a lot of complexity. You basically just need a timer, one weight, maybe two, and even a small space works. Um, This is a great travel workout, and you don't necessarily have to have a bunch of different movements that are programmed. So like he was saying, five to seven exercises, if the goal is to get through as many rounds of them as you can, You don't really want to have 20 exercises that you're trying to get through. So all you need to do, and I've even seen those fitness dice that will, you can roll them and they will tell you like how many reps and what the exercise is. Mm. You could even use something like that to basically write down five exercises with the rep schemes. And then you're just completing that as many times as you can in that set amount of time. So it doesn't require you to have a big elaborate plan. Um, it's a lot more about consistency and the other, um, real great use case is for endurance athletes that do want to have a, um, some gym time where they are strengthening their body, but they're continuing to pay attention to their conditioning. This is a really nice way to introduce strength training that isn't really about growing as big of muscles as possible, but about functionally increasing muscular endurance and giving yourself a really great cardio workout at the same time.
1: Yeah. The, that last part you said there's interesting because, um, the cardiovascular component is, it's kind of at this point, well known as an adjacent part of high intensity interval training. It's a, it's an adjunct benefit that ropes in people who don't want to do um, you know, running or cycling or anything, Mm long-term based endurance activities that help build out or, or strengthen your cardiovascular approach. Um, that cardiovascular component is something that gets built, built on throughout the workout. So as you get higher up in those rounds and those repetitions, the cardiovascular load is going to be more and more. And that's because you're one working your whole body. Mm -hmm. So the muscles are going to continually be taxed over time. Uh, and so then the amount of blood flow and the, and the requirement on your heart rate and your respiratory rate to keep up with that workload, uh, becomes more and more difficult. Uh, and so the benefits that you're getting there are both one from functional strength side, like you said, and then that cardiovascular component gets, uh, gets brought in as you get later on into the rounds. And that's why that large volume is so important. The goal has to be volume, not not necessarily just a, a large amount of weight or anything like that.
0: Right, yeah, we we were actually talking about this uh, a couple of days ago with programming and how a really efficient way to understand how much volume is being programmed is you're multiplying the weight you're using by the amount of times you're performing an activity. And so you think about, um, even if I'm I'm lifting really heavy weight, if I'm not doing it that many times, and then I compare moving a lightweight for a lot of times, uh, many in many cases, you are able to accomplish more volume based on increasing the rep scheme. Mm-hmm. So you're not really facing limitations of your muscular strength, but you're challenging yourself with your endurance. And it's something you can build on you know, over time, Um, and I think can have a lot of practical benefits in your real life. It's, it's not really about trying to get the heaviest deadlift, but, you know, can you do this with great form for 20 minutes and be able to last effectively?
1: Exactly. If you, uh, you know, what does your squat look like when you're on, you know, your eighth round and you do 20 squats each round, You know, what does that 20th squat look like in that eighth round versus the 20th or the first air squat you did at the beginning in the mm-hmm. first round? If those are vastly different, you are struggling with the range of motion or the strength is just not there, it's a good indicator, right? Um, something else we spoke about was being able to see... It's an easy metric to measure your progress because... If that 10th round or 8th round air squat looks just like the one at the beginning, well, that's great when you compare it to maybe five months earlier and you were you didn't even get to an 8th round. Let's say you only got to round 6 or 7 and you know that you weren't able to get through the air squats in their entirety and anything like that. It's a great barometer, so to speak, or, or some sort of metric to measure your own progress um, that doesn't associate directly with a weight or anything like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on the flip side of this, I think it's important to understand uh, who may not benefit all that much from doing an AMRAP. The first group that I think we need to address is or the group that really wants to build muscle. And I think uh, because CrossFit does lead to muscle growth um, as as a you know, total approach uh, and kind of the style of training that, that that particular sport prefers. Some people will take things like an AMRAP from that and say, well, if I just do this, I'm going to get, you know, pretty strong and and be able to grow muscles, which to some extent is true, but you have to approach this with the lens of conditioning. So um, yes, you will grow some lean muscle. Yes, you're going to most likely see a body fat reduction with consistent hard work Mm -hmm. and and pushing yourself. However, if your goal is to grow um, maybe your pec size or um, grow quad size or really develop um, a high level of strength in a deadlift, Um, These sorts of movements are not really designed to get you there. And when you're setting up an AMRAP, you really shouldn't be using super heavy weight. So it can certainly be a great movement during a few conditioning sets that you're doing. Um, I know a lot of bodybuilders love the stair machine. Because they're still able to have some sort of muscular component t- instead of just running. Um, we could talk for a while about the effects of cardio on um, muscle growth, but it is an effective way to get some cardio in, but it's not going to be your primary method of growing muscle. So that's something to consider. Um, another group that does need to be mindful is, um, you know, if you are. If you are in a state where you have an impact sensitivity or perhaps you have um, a limited level of endurance, you really need to get up to kind of a baseline mm-hmm. to be able to do an effective AMRAP and, um, and probably needs to be through that moderate intensity continuous training, that MICT that uh, we referenced in our last hit podcast. Because the the strain, like Max was saying, on your body over time is going to be a lot more than you think. And when you start getting towards the end of the workout, if your baseline for conditioning is really not there, um, obviously you're now in many cases, though that it's light, handling weight. And we don't feel like that's comfortable to put you in a position where you're moving weight. You need to have good technique if you don't have that at least baseline level of conditioning. What does that take? Well, I think if you can walk at um, a high pace for 30 minutes, maybe on a slight incline, I think that's a nice baseline Um and obviously exercise selection comes into play too um doing kettlebell snatches is not recommended if you're new to the the strength training world you may want to do things like air squats or um jumping jacks or just knee raises mm-hmm. um impact also plays into it so you have to select exercises where that are non-impact and those can be challenging for sure but um you do want to find a couple of exercises that do spike your heart rate a little bit because, again, it, it comes back to conditioning. So if this becomes a really relaxing, just continuous workout, then you, you may as well be doing a moderate intensity workout in mm-hmm. the first place. So um, those are just a couple of things to consider. I wouldn't say that AMRAP is really bad for anyone, but it just may not be the right choice when you're considering all the different methods of exercise selection.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great way to frame that actually as a choice. Um, if you're starting out or anything like that, or you're, you're just new to high intensity in real training in general, AMRAP should be probably towards the end of your uh, skill development, uh, so to speak. Um, the, the looseness of the structure allows for maximal volume. And the goal of that workout is to achieve as much volume as possible. What can you push yourself to to complete in an X amount of time? Um, you know, some of the other acronyms that we'll talk about in the future might be better choices. So an EMOM or just a standard hit, you know, time interval worth you know thirty seconds on or thirty seconds off might be a might be a good approach in that case for someone that is more novice or wants to learn. Um, it gives you a set amount of reps. It gives you a set amount of time to complete it. Um, you learn how to adjust weight. You learn what your efficiency is. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can implement high intensity interval training, um, based on your skill level.
0: Yeah. And I, I think it, you know, this exercise series where we're, we're profiling, um, the, the hit training, high intensity interval training. This is part two with the, as many reps or as many rounds, depending on what you're doing, as possible. Training AMRAP. Um, our third podcast is uh, about Imam um, or Every Minute on the Minute. I think that order is a great um, ascending order in terms of difficulty and where you want to start. Starting with something that has a set work time and a set rest time can be really helpful to making sure that you can push yourself but still have the rest with AMRAP. Something that I've run into in the past is pushing myself too hard too early Mm. and not learning that pace. And also not taking the rest that I need to be able to get towards the end of the workout and still have good form or still be able to push myself. So you do have to learn some of those things um, and it might be helpful to, even with the same movements, start it with a an interval training format where you're doing a set work set rest and then progress to something where you don't have that that rest time
1: okay so with everything that we've talked about as far as what the benefits are and maybe uh who this approach wouldn't be best for um you can still implement amrap into your weekly or monthly routine um and that's completely scalable based on your conditioning. So if you're someone that's new to this, AMRAP still is a viable workout for you. Um, But you just might need to take a different approach. Uh, One area that we've started with specifically or that we've noted is to focus on body weight movements and full range of motion and technique. um, And then just grow the amount of rounds and the repetitions that you can complete uh, over time or the amount, you know, for several weeks you could implement the same um, the same workout or the same AMRAP or maybe on a consistent basis for four to six weeks. And you can see how that grows over time. How many rounds did you complete or how many repetitions of each exercise did you complete?
0: Yeah. It's, um, it really can scale with your fitness level because no one's there to tell you, oh, you didn't do enough.
1: Right. Exactly. It's, uh, it's easy to self-reflect on your own progress. Um, But, you know, what do you recommend as some other approaches to how to scale this, whether you're just starting out and then, let's say, moving upward from there as you get towards the end of that six weeks and you have increased your workload by, let's say, 50 percent. What would you think is the next uh, approach to that? The easiest thing to do is to
0: scale it from complexity to, or from uh, simplicity to complexity, starting with simpler exercises that you can do comfortably. So, if you struggle with doing push ups, start by doing push ups on your knees. But if you're really good at doing push ups and you have maybe a couple of dumbbells, do the push ups with your hands on the dumbbells. And so you can get a little deeper range of motion. So, there are some things that you can start putting in place that make it more complex and you can start substituting some things. Um, One recommendation I have is alternate which section of the body you're working on. So if you have an upper workout movement, you would go then next to a lower and then maybe you go to a core Mm -hmm. and then maybe you go to a cardio and then back to maybe a total body. So you want to keep it different because your body is resting, whether you think so or not, body part is resting during the other movement and the, the point of this is keep your heart going but you don't want to necessarily hit a muscular failure in these exercises so um, the next point becomes pick appropriate weight or body weight so if you are really not to the point where you can do 20 squats air squats, six times, you know, six times through, then you really shouldn't be using any weight. But if you can do that, start adding some weight and you can do it in different um, holds that may be more comfortable. Um, It's also important to recognize that even if you're using the same weight throughout you may not be able to do the same amount of repetitions for the lower body as you would the upper body or vice versa. And usually nine times out of 10, the lower body is gonna do far more than the upper body. So as an example, if I had a 40 pound dumbbell, I might be able to do 10 goblet squats. But if I said, I'm doing 10 for everything, and then I had to do uh, a single arm dumbbell press, that's going to be really difficult to hit that 10 range. I might just get five. So when you program this and you're starting to decide how many reps of this should I do, a great way to, to look at it is um, if you could do one rep scheme and do it maybe four or five times through, which one would you pick if you were just doing that exercise? Obviously, if you would never pick 20 repetitions of a 40-pound shoulder press, that shouldn't be finding its way into your workout here. So have some flexibility with how many repetitions you our programming, and it's not necessarily a bad thing if you don't program enough repetitions, because remember, this is about completing as many rounds as possible. So if you program fewer repetitions, that just means you have room to push yourself in how many rounds you complete.
1: Yeah, I th- that's a. I think that's a good way to frame it. Um, I th- I personally think that the purpose of an AMRAP is that you should be able to complete every movement in its entirety and the rep scheme all the way through um the challenge would just be the uh consistency and the speed so there the speed you play with a little bit like there is a point where probably most people will say like you're just kind of once you get going so fast there's no way you're doing it right anymore um and i just think most people can understand that from sort of a common sense approach yeah absolutely. but you should be able to complete you know all of the air squats All of the push-ups, even if you got to like 10 or 12 or 15 rounds, your body would be tired. You'd be worn out. You should probably feel it quite a bit, but you should still be able to complete the entire exercise, the entire rep scheme.
0: Right. Yeah. A really good metric to at least just gauge, you, you could definitely be faster or slower is take the amount of exercises that you programmed and then. Um, divide the amount of minutes that you've set this AMRAP up for by the amount of exercises. And if um, the like the ideal equilibrium would be about one minute per exercise. Um, and of course, you're going to have some that you execute in 30 seconds. But generally, that 30 to 60 second mark also is going to include a little bit of rest, transition time. So if I am doing five exercises and I program about for, I don't know, 15 minutes, I should be shooting for about three rounds. I could get four or maybe five rounds depending on the exercise. You know, if it's, if it's five, just bend over and touch my toes each time, then I'm going to get through that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you find you're really, really far off from that, if you're doing like 30 rounds in 15 minutes, then you really do need to increase the difficulty of your exercise or Increase the amount of reps that you have. And then, if you're severely under that and you can't get up to um, at least over a round, then, like you were saying, Max, you've got to pull back on something. So, um, calibrate it for about one minute per movement and then go from there and keep track of every exercise uh, or rather every AMRAP you do so that you know I made it two and a half rounds or two point you know, four, whatever it is, however you want to keep track so that you have a th- something to shoot for the next time that you do this, this workout and you can gauge your progress.
1: Yeah. It's, it, it's not as complex as it can appear to be sometimes just applying a little bit of common sense. Everybody would be able to implement this pretty easily. Um, you know, you've spoken to quite a bit where it's from a practical standpoint, you can, introduce this on a consistent basis and you'll reap the benefits you won't overwork yourself um, and you can scale it as you get better over time Um, so just applying a little bit of common sense maybe looking up a couple examples and understanding your own limitations will lead to you having uh, incredible benefits from introducing something like amrap into your weekly or or monthly routines
0: yeah and if I have any advice for your first AMRAP, the internet is obviously a great indicator of some different um, ideas, but I I would caution you a lot of the AMRAPs out there are going to be a little bit complex and probably a little bit too intense. So if you're finding them that have you doing 10 pull-ups and you struggle to do one pull-up, um, obviously you're not going to choose that AMRAP. So start with uh, five movements. I think five is a great number for this five movements that, you know, you can do and that you could do with good form. It, you know, at least a couple times through and, um, program those and just set up 10 minutes and just give it a try. Um, the rep scheme for them, if their body weight go between 10 and 20, for, for the amount of reps, if you're adding in some weight, you may drop it down to maybe between five and 15, depending on how much weight and see what what works um, and then start substituting. So you're going to have some exercises that you start. We were talking about the Turkish get up the mm-hmm. other day and how it's. Uh, if you don't know what it is, you're basically on the ground with a weight above um, your body and just trying to stand up and you don't realize how long it takes to execute just one movement on one side of your body. And so if you program, you know, I'm going to do five or 10 of these per side, uh, you're going to realize that that timer is going to run out before you've even finished yeah. your Turkish <laughs> yeah. get ups. so make sure that when you're doing these things, you can kind of gauge it, but you know, experience is the best teacher and you're going to find out real quick if you've programmed something that maybe you shouldn't have. Um, I hope that it wouldn't lead to injury. So just be mindful as you're performing the exercise that you are monitoring your body. Um, the mind muscle connection is really important with these cause you do want to have good form, but give it a try. Um, and write down your experience. And, um, you know, just be open to maybe not feeling that great at the end of the workout. Like, you know, you didn't crush it like your other workouts. This is a new style. It puts you in a different place and it's a great way to, to change up your
1: routine. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered quite a bit today. So why don't we do a quick little wrap up where what would you say are the two to three big things that you would like people to take home about how to best implement AMRAP? Uh, I would say the first is
0: definitely you need to clarify this is kind of a training a training method that is appropriate for you, and making sure that you are trying to focus on cardio and increase your conditioning. The second thing is you need to have um, an area where you're not afraid to try things out or fail. Some people, if they're doing this at the gym, they might feel a little self-conscious. They're, you know, this is something new that they're trying and they don't want to look like a failure. So um, I would say get this uh, a try at your house. This is a really easy one for even a bedroom. Um, You don't need that much space. Pick some movements that you don't have to move um, too much and see what, what you like. Um, and then the third is be open to experimenting with, um, new movements, movements with different objects. Um, if you're traveling things like using a heavy backpack or water jugs or some exercise pans are great. They mix in a really neat element to this workout style. I don't know that, um, You know, you necessarily could get the same effect if you did just a 30 second on 30 second off high intensity workout because... Um, this, this becomes a little bit more endurance based. So don't be afraid to experiment with different variations. As long as you are comfortable, that you're confident you're going to stay safe. um, And, you know, being aware of your limitations, that's key. And obviously take as much rest as you need. No one wants to help you, uh, you know, out onto an ambulance because you didn't stop when you should have. So, (laughs) um, it is far better to take the break, learn from the programming that you did and, um, you know, be able to come back another day rather than pushing yourself to the brink of exhaustion.
1: I think that's a great way to sum it up. Um, I would say number one, you focused on understand your goals and then understand if AMRAP works with that. Mm -hmm. So how would AMRAP, Help me achieve my goal. Number two would be establishing that consistency or understanding the flow of a workout. So it's going to take you a little bit of time to learn that. Once you learn that, that goes into number three, which leads to your ability to be a little bit more creative and think outside the box. So you can implement new ways of running your workout or uh, implementing AMRAP and developing it over time, whether that's difficulty or anything like that. Yeah. So I think you, uh, I think you sum that up Uh, Pretty well with those last three high-level points.
0: Thank you, sir. That was straight off the noggin here. Didn't even have it written down. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us for uh, part two of our series. Um, If you haven't listened to part one, what is HIT training, um, go check that out. Um, If you are on... Uh, one of the podcast platforms. It's um, one of the earlier episodes before this. If you're on the portal, go check out um, that copy. And, um, you know, something that you may also consider is check out some of our workouts that we have um, on the platform and Um, look at some of the exercises that we choose for those and maybe use that as a starting spot for exercises that um, you may put into an AMRAP because we do have a lot of body weight movements and maybe some that you haven't seen. So follow one of those guided workout videos just to to gauge your interest and then uh, maybe start applying them to a different method. But thanks for listening. And um, from everyone here at Propel, be well.